This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What's up, fellow castaways? Tonight, we are talking Episode 5, A Cry for Help. Chriselle's got coral growing in her leg. Robbie might have coral growing in his leg. And in studio, we have one of the castaways from the show himself, and we're going to be talking all about his experiences next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz this is this is the song about helping out. I love this song, Maroon Five. You do? Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna Maroon need five. to stop allowing you <laughs> to, to pick. I the do song. choose the song, all the songs. CJ. He's always the I'm guy. I'm always doing bangers, though. I'm with it. I'm with it. But welcome everybody to AfterBuzz TV competitions. We're talking Castaways tonight, and we have an absolutely awesome show for you tonight. We're gonna be breaking down. Uh, Chriselle's struggle with the coral and her loneliness. We're going to be looking at Tim being a, a child sex slave cop in the Dominican <laughs> Republic. I had no idea. Um, plus, we're going to be talking about the interesting trio of Matt, Richard, and Sawyer. And speaking of Matt, we have Matt Jaskell in studio with us. So happy to be Matt. here. Can't wait for this conversation. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm your host, Michael Patterson, for tonight, and I have a full panel with me, starting off to my left, the one and only Tehran. Tehran's in the building. And Katie. Hey, guys, it's Katie Walski. And last but not least, CJ. What's up? Awesome, guys. We've got a super high energy. I'm super excited. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but it's just great great to have you here, Matt. Nice. Thanks for joining us. Honestly, very excited to be here. I'm surprised you made it off the island alive. Now, (laughs) I'm sure we're going to speak a lot about you and your experiences on the island. Yes. But I have a lot of questions, Matt. (laughs) And I have a lot of answers, especially for you, because of what you just said, that you're surprised I made it off the island. If you're surprised, you're going to be surprised at a lot of things in this show. Wow. See, that's why we like That's what we want. That's what we want. But but so we're going to talk a little bit, before we get into the interview with Matt, or knowing about your experiences, we're going to break down the show a little bit. So let's just start off first. CJ, overall thoughts on this episode. Um, I think this episode actually it made me like you a lot better because seeing how Sawyer and Richard were treating you, I did not like that. But CJ's got a heart. <laughs> I do. I do have a heart. 
Katie? Um, I'm nervous for Cashel. Very nervous about that coral infection. I don't want to see her go home. I thought she was going home this week. I think it's I, I think know, it's coming next week. She's due. Out. She's due. Teron? Well, I'm surprised Terry's still alive. <laughs> and that's why she's my consistent MVP. And I must admit, Matt, that after this episode, that I like you way more than I did previously. But not because of the episode at all, but because you're actually here with us. <laughs> and you have, to, episode, you have to like me more. Trust me, I don't. But what's going to happen is... I appreciate the fact that you came all the way up here to speak to us so we can have an in-depth mm-hmm. conversation with you. And that's the part of this show that I'm looking the most forward to. The tires of my car are still smoking from getting here from Vegas. I literally, I literally, I'm sure, I'm sure. I, I shaved 30 minutes off the GPS. I told CJ, yeah. <laughs> nice that experience, that experience coming in. <laughs> was that yeah, yeah. I was pulling some race car yeah. driver stuff to get here. Yeah, well, this this episode, I really like this episode. It, it wasn't really one of my favorites. Um, however, Why? There just wasn't enough drama there, I guess. I, I want to see more at this point. At this point in the show, I don't know how many episodes there are, but we're on five now. I, I need to see more drama now. But I liked it because we did see, we saw Tim's backstory, and I love the backstory on so all this. So you didn't think that the alien growing inside of Kershaw's life was enough drama? <laughs> I want to see more. the fact oh, that God. we saw such a growth in that infection yeah. was so severe to me. This... And you know who the true MVP of the cast? Please do not say Terry. Is? No, it's not just it's castaways. Kinsey. It's Kinsey. It's not. It's, Kinsey. it's not any of the castaways. Actually, okay. it is the sound people and whoever did the soundtrack to the to the show. <laughs> Those pianos make you feel so angsty, and then at the same time they play something as someone says something ubiquitous, and yet it makes it sound so meaningful with the piano backdrop. So I hope. That if nothing else, they win an award for best sound mixing. I truly do. <laughs> yeah, that's what's interesting. Matt, how many how many episodes have you seen of the show so far? None. I, None? I, I haven't even seen... I only got to see the tape. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Island of what you? I haven't even seen all of Episode Five yet. That's how real it is. We don't get to see. I get that question all the time. Oh, you've seen the whole show, right? I haven't seen anything. There's ten episodes, by the way. Okay, and, interesting. And uh, and I have not seen anything. Interestingly wow. enough, we also learned that you haven't even met all the castaways. There's a lot of people I didn't meet. So who are the people you didn't meet? Uh, I can't really tell you everything, but you only know you know that I haven't met. You know, uh, I didn't get to meet Rashawn. I didn't get to meet uh, Tracy. Um, Angel. I didn't get to meet Angel. I, I had his Who? bag. <laughs> Angel, He's a nice guy. He, he, you know what, Angel? Because you're a race car driver, Angel actually got off the island so fast he got a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a story behind that too of why you know his journey. And it wasn't it wasn't what a lot of people think. I don't think people give him enough credit. You know, and I was emotional afterwards reading his journal. I couldn't. I was so bitter finding his bag uh, because I thought I was going to have more and it hardly had anything in it. And then when I learned more about him and about his story and that 
that um, Rich and Sawyer had met him and what was going on, and, and even some behind-the-scenes stuff I can share with you guys that, that a lot of a lot of people don't know out there of why he left, you know, and, and everybody had a journey out there, and his his wasn't to stay, you know, when it, obviously. <laughs> but I, I haven't met... I can tell you I've met less than half the people that were out there. You know? Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's tough. Everyone's got – it seems like everyone, even if you're surviving well, is struggling at, at least in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And one of those people that we saw this week was Chriselle. She's got the, the coral growing in her leg, which that infection looked pretty gnarly. It, it was bad. But I still don't know if – can that happen? Coral obviously would, so. Yes. You're watching it. <laughs> at this point, it's no longer conjecture yeah. or an opinion. It is happening. Mm-hmm. I wondered the same thing. Coral's a <laughs> yeah. living organism, so yeah. it can grow inside your leg, and it and, and they did not warn saying. you guys about that. Look, they warned us of a lot of things, and it was scary. Okay, yeah. and that was part of the mental anguish. Again, going into the show, whenever you want me to tell you more about that, but they pulled us. It was so sick and twisted, almost how they did things. I mean, they pulled us into a room, or, and we never knew any other cast members. They, they, I was, sec- I was uh, sequestered to a room in mm-hmm. Indonesia, in Sarong, in this little third world country, and even beforehand was kind of crazy and cryptic and weird the way they were doing things. It made you, it seemed almost shady the way they were doing things. And when we finally traveled to Indonesia, a guy showed up from ABC, uh, like a, or from production actually, and escorted me. I didn't even, I wasn't even allowed to have my passport because um, it had my visa in it, which would tell you how long you were going to be in the country, which was a pretty damn long period of time on the visa that I found out later, <laughs> which I probably would have got scared and turned around and been back. I'm going to be gone for how long? Uh, <laughs> but they told you you could be gone for a pretty long time. Probably like, at least a six month visa, I would assume. It was it was a uh, ninety. It's, no, yeah, it was almost six months. I think it wasn't quite four months. I think like four months working visa because even that it wasn't. You're only allowed to have like a three at the most, but it was even more. But I found out later. So I, they hid my passport. I wasn't even smart enough to know why because I, if I would have looked in it, I would have seen. Oh, I'm gonna come home here. You know. Yeah. Um. So he traveled with me, and then they moved us into this hotel, and it was like, wait, you wait here. Don't move. Close your eyes. <laughs> you know, there was other cast members. They didn't want you to run into. Yeah. And then I got thrown in a room, and every we were there for like three days as they were getting ready to drop us. And they were trying to keep this really intense experience of like, you know, of it being real, you know, of being like shipwrecked or, or a plane crash. So I'm sitting in a room every every day, only for 15 minutes. They knock on the door and say, come on, get out. And OK, I got to go downstairs, grab some food, back to my room. And then uh, then you got to meet with network they said the day before they dropped us. And they I walk into a room and it's like two New Zealand special forces. Uh, two Navy SEAL medics. Those were our only medics. We didn't have doctors. We had two wow. Navy SEAL medics. That's it. And then, like, the president of legal department from ABC, the creator of the show. And it was kind of like this room. And I'm sitting, like you guys, staring at me. <laughs> and there's this whole thing. And there's this New Zealand Special Forces. And they were in charge of security. And, uh, and like, just, you know, kind of patrolling the area and stuff like that. Because you were, you were alone. So many people are like, oh, you're not alone. There's a camera guy there. The camera guy was there six hours a day at best. They shot with really long lenses. I mean, these people were, like, in the jungle at mm-hmm. times. Like, you didn't even see them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they would bounce out before the sunset. So They're like, see they, ya. They weren't, like, right in your face Some, at all times? Sometimes. Like, when I was on my shelter, yes, there was times he had to be. And yeah. interesting story. I had this Canadian, like, uh, camera guy who was this – he's a badass. And he – and I tried to talk to him. It was a couple days in, I think. I want to say, like, three days in. I'm kind of suffering. I'm sitting alone on the dock. And I was like, yo, man. And I wasn't doing anything. I was just trying to survive. I go, yo, man, what's your name? And he looks – and he just stared at me. And I was like, hello? Like, where are you from? And he goes, look, man, don't talk to me. I'm not here. And I was like – Okay, fine. I mean, they were trying to preserve your experience. Yeah. So yeah. you were more alone 
than being alone. I would have preferred to be completely alone because there was a human being standing there and you wanted to know things, you wanted to talk to somebody, and he would just look at you and say, don't talk to me. And you're just like, all right. I That's guess. interesting. Hard. That That's actually hard. happens here in Hollywood at the clubs a lot. It's interesting. Don't talk to me. With Chriselle, was it the concept that she was infected and did her being female play any part into it because I feel that I don't know if I would have been as empathetic if Tim or Eric had gotten the same infection but what about Robbie he apparently yeah, Robbie. got scratched by Coral it seems like it was just a scratch though I know like, right. Robbie, isn't it only if it like pierces yeah it basically breaks off and becomes an organism in your body but the thing that was interesting about Chriselle is that despite through all of this struggle she still is fighting to be there because I feel like if I was in that situation as soon as I had an infection growing in my leg I'd be out of there CJ if you had an infection growing in your leg CJ <laughs> might leave if he broke a nail. He said he's going to leave right away so I don't know why you're asking CJ I mean like if I was infected obviously I'm going to leave especially if I didn't know all this information that Chriselle did yeah I'm going to be like Gotta go. Peace out. One Rashawn. of the backgrounds of Chriselle is the fact that she grew up on an island and yeah. was acclimated yeah. to a lot of the ailments that could possibly arise from things such as this nature. She had the benefit of that. How she's the one that it, that got infected still bewilders me. It's yeah. I- ironic. It's unlucky. Yeah. I think. But yeah, I mean, un- unlucky with all of them. Another Another person we can talk about in this episode that we really got to see a lot from was Tim. And I've been saying on the previous episodes of this after show that I've been wanting to see more backstory from Tim because we really haven't seen anything from him. And we got to see his his job, I guess, in the Dominican Republic. Was anybody else surprised by that? I was super surprised. When he said rescuing, like, as he did rescuing for a job, I assumed, like, something with, like, the military or, like, with his prior, like, experience. I wasn't expecting, like, sex trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, assuming maybe he was a Coast Guard rescuer, right. dived in. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was expecting. I thought, he was yeah. a, I thought he was like a diver. And here you find out he's rescuing an entire country. He's, an, he's <laughs> yeah. rescuing an entire third world hey, country. Hey, he saved 32 girls this past year. That's I mean, amazing. I was very impressed with the nobility of his work. I enjoyed it very much. I do wonder why we're not doing more at home here in the United States hmm. and why we're going out to other countries when we have such a big problem of, of in this in this realm here in the country and I hope we're he's doing work at home as well but it's definitely a very very noble and dangerous job but yeah. I feel like that is because the US is like thriving a lot more than other countries so don't you think it's fair that he's doing that in my opinion when it comes to things of policing nature I feel that we have a problem at home. But we have a lot more people to do that here. Other countries don't. I agree. And it's wrong everywhere in the rest of the world. However, as with Chriselle's infection, if Chriselle's infected, let's treat the infected and then move on to treating other people. So I feel like while it would be great to do this in other places, we should also make a concentrated effort here at home. And I don't know if that's what Tim does or does not do. I hope that there's an entire group of people who are doing this work at home because human sex trafficking is not just a third world problem. Mm -hmm. It's a worldwide problem, and it's something which needs to be eliminated. It's immoral, it's illegal, and honestly, it's just plain wrong. 
It's very, I, it's very real. And yeah. I, but with this being said, knowing his struggle, does this change your opinion of him on like a top ten list, CJ, at all? Well, I mean, I've always thought that Tim was a nice guy, so he, I don't know, he. I still think he's in my top. Well, there's only like ten people in the way. Well, so. I'm saying, I'm saying, if, if he was an eight before before today, is he higher now? Now that you've seen backstory, like how's I mean, he compared to Kenzie? Kenzie's still number <laughs> he's one. Nowhere, he's nowhere near Kenzie. All right, um, Kenzie's still number one. Robbie is still like down there. Um, Tim, he didn't really. I mean, didn't really change my opinion of him. I always thought he was a nice guy. Um, yeah, I just still feel the same way. Katie, what about you? Um, I mean, I, I think sort of weirdly the same thing as CJ. <laughs> okay. Can't believe I'm like agreeing with him right now, <laughs> but I I'm am. right. About a lot yeah, of I, I mean, I think he yeah does something wonderful back at home. Um, but I feel like as the show, I still I don't know feel the same about him like as a player on the show. You know, For sure. I feel like nothing really changes my opinion other than maybe liking him a little bit more, but. Matt, does it surprise you that they cast somebody like a former Green Beret on this kind of show? Yes, and I thought it was actually really dark, you uh-huh. know, knowing it when I did, you know, when I learned about Tim, mm-hmm. um, that it, he was a special forces working in, in human trafficking, not just extra, you know, just human yeah. trafficking in general. And, and knowing that he was out there doing that, I think, again, it was just they wanted to do something raw, something different, you know, and... Um, yeah, to, 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 to kind of touch on something you said before, like uh, you mentioned me as a uh, as a cast filler or something like that, you know. <laughs> and, and it was great because you know what? When I when I would watch the show, if if I pull myself back from being out there and just watch the show, I would think the same thing. This was real. Production didn't know what was going to happen. They plucked people out of life and said. Let's sure. See. There's Let's a see reason the, legal the, was there. Legal was there because you signed away your life. I'm assuming the waiver that yeah. you signed was a yeah. liability waiver for your life. Right. And they brought in experts to warn you. And the same way that we probably don't pay attention when we're about to take off in the plane, <laughs> yep. and there's a flight attendant expressing and explaining safety <laughs> guidelines that are probably extremely important. This plane at doesn't the float. Time. <laughs> the same thing. The same thing is probably going on with you. Yeah. And the seclusion. In which and precautions that ABC took, and the manner that they psychologically prepped you right. to treat this show not as a show, as very very real, right. and your experience was very very real, and so I understand why all that took place. What I don't understand is why we have Green Beret, yeah, Navy Seal. And Matt. Right. <laughs> Race car driver Matt. Yeah. Why do we have survivalist, island liver, and Rashad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I asked the same thing. So I, I genuinely said, like, why, you know, when they found me, I didn't apply for it. I said, I'm not interested. And, uh, and they pursued me. They wanted people that had interesting lives for that exact reason. It was a social experiment. Yeah. It truly was. Let's take a Green Beret. And, and everybody was randomized. They didn't know who was going to be where. They even, to keep it real and, and legal, they used an outside lottery. You know, like, oh, yes. Yeah, a randomizer. So everybody's bag was randomized and everybody's drop location. So nobody could ever say legally later why, oh, they were, they were put together. Like Robbie and Kinsey, that was real. Natural. When Thanks. I talked to production later on and ask questions, they were like, the hardest part of this show is going to be convincing people it's real because 
that was real. And that's why they do randomized outside third-party company yeah. because everybody was randomized, you know? And even later on, I think, as the show progresses, you'll even understand that more like, oh, they should meet up, but they don't, you know? And mm-hmm. um, so that that was just magic, you know? Like, it got really heavy in Robbie in the first two episodes, and some people didn't like it, but it was like a documentary. You had to tell that story because it was so relevant. Even ABC was asking production, okay, come on, was that real? Like, Kinsey and Robbie? And it was like, Yes, that really happened. Yeah. I know it's insane, but that it was the parallel of his life and being abandoned was perfect. And it was even like, it was surreal. It wasn't even. Did you right. feel like it was unfair that Tim, a Green Beret, and Matt were both placed in a similar situation? Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my situation sucked in the beginning. You know, even talking to the producers, like, explain that. I. I was so so you were allowed to pack a bag like you were going on an island vacation, okay? And as you meet Terry and she and she describes me perfectly yeah. and was like <laughs> even when they opened my bag they were like, "Man, you spent some money." I'm like, "I didn't even spend money. I just pulled stuff out of my closet that I have invested and spent time and money over to 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 have and I I packed smart. I truly packed like they try to teach me. They were like, they try to guide you. Hey, you're going on an island vacation. Do you pack snacks? Do you pack food? Do you do this? Do you do that? Pack those things. We might pull about. We might pull it out of your bag. And hey, you might not get your bag. So don't pack anything. You're not. You're not okay getting. You know, not getting back ever or parting with. So when I found Angel's backpack on the on the shore, and that was real. It was pretty wild. I'm sitting there on the beach like this, just kind of like, okay. This is not what I expected. This is not Tom Hanks Island. There's not much. There's like coral, and there, I have no coconuts anywhere. I mean, like, I was like, man, there's not a lot here. And I look over, and this was kind of funny. I look over down the beach, and I see a backpack. And I look at my camera guy, and I go, yo, the backpack. I thought it was theirs. I thought, it, and he just kept, he just like wouldn't talk to me. And I'm like, oh, that's mine. Okay. And I go walk up to it, and it was just this crappy backpack that hardly had some dirty clothes. It had a bag of Oreos, a ten roll of ten Oreos, a bag of chips, and, and a couple little bottles of water. That's it. And I was like, oh, no, no, this can't be it. And I was so messed up for three days, I beachcombed. I walked the beach for three days thinking for sure this is like a supplement bag. I'm going to find mm-hmm. something else. I'm going to find a suitcase because somebody, nobody would have gone on the island and packed this. And then I learned later of why he did or what he had. But, yeah, it sucks. I had a... Um, a decent little shelter, but it was hard. I had to go to shore a pretty long distance, you know, like 100 yards to gather things, bring it back to the shelter because that was the best place to sleep. So I was in and out of the water multiple times a day, burning a lot of energy, and had hardly any resources. I was able to catch one fish. I found a couple clams, these large ones, these yeah. like, and, and I didn't even know. I didn't know. I didn't even know what to do with it. I literally just, like, got a fire going finally with these few waterproof matches that I had, which wasn't very many, and it was hard to get fire going. A waterproof match isn't what you think. It was damp. It was 100% humidity. It was a really, really difficult environment to get on with and I finally got a fire going on like day four I think and baked the clam and like kind of gutted it open I was like that doesn't look good okay that, that <laughs> looks okay yeah that, that tastes fine I mean it was it was wild it was crazy I gotta know how did you find water then because oh, I feel like so that's, that's something I've been wondering about a lot that's a great question so the water because a lot of people have asked that production gave you a little bit of water I mean they, people are going to always say like oh it's scripted there's a, a Chinese buffet on the other side of the island <laughs> let me tell you what there was not a lot of resources out there there was not a lot to eat I think you'll see that as people start to break down um, some people got lucky and hit a jackpot, like Rich and Sawyer. They found three bags. They both got lucky and got their bags. 
And they found Kinsey's bag. And all of them have food in it. Mm-hmm. I found a bag that had 10 Oreos in it that I had to ration for eight days, and I was burning a lot of energy. I'm a relatively small guy. I went into it with less body fat, less less percentage than those guys. And that was, as you see in the, the scenes for next episode, that is kind of a that was kind of a topic of conversation and conflict because I had hiked for a very long distance, like four miles to find these guys on day eight. I was depleted and they were chilling. They were chilling. They had food. They're eating. They're catching fish. And I didn't have a lot of resources. But with the water, production gave you one thing of a very, very limited amount of water. It wasn't enough to survive. It was enough just to keep you alive. And it was kind of like, we don't want you to die. It's a TV show. We want this experience to happen. So they gave you a little water and even said in the beginning, like, the this uh, the special forces guy, he goes, you're going to have a little water, but it is not enough for your needs. You better figure something out. And there was some natural wells in the ground that, like, later we find out. They're like, no, man, this was like an abandoned... Uh, sad. It was almost sad. It was like a fished out area. Huh. There was like dead clams everywhere, dead coral. That my shelter was an abandoned pearl farm. It was a guard tower for an abandoned pearl farm, and and so wow. there was some stuff. Like later on, I asked I asked production. I had little fish hooks, like rusted up ones. I go, oh, you guys left those? I go, no, no, no those were there. <laughs> like they left a, a rusty knife. Some stuff was already left behind. They did truly. They you know they they searched for like six months. You know, different locations to scout this magic area. And they were like, oh my God, here it is. And so Rich and Sawyer had a well that was left behind by life. It was just dirt. It was a dirt well, and it was it was fresh water, and we would we would get it, we would filter it through some socks or clothing and boil it. Um, but I was gathering like some rainwater and stuff like that. But I was getting by with a little bit of water that I had. So yeah, production gave you a little bit of water because they didn't want you to die. You know, I mean, and yeah. and some people, as you see, like Rashana and Tracy, they had medical issues because they weren't hydrating enough. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, it sounds, I found it later. It sounds tough. You know, the island doesn't really have a lot to offer at times. But what what. A place that does have a lot to offer is AfterBuzz TV. That's right. Hey, AfterBuzzers. Our network nice produces segment. after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television, television fans than us. But we need your help. The way Matt needed help, we're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you. And you'll help AfterBuzz, that's us, continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments below, and we'll thank you on air. We love hearing from you. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. But so moving on now, we're going into the, 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 big, the big story in this whole episode is Matt, Richard, and Sawyer. Matt, you found Awkward. Richard and Sawyer. <laughs> Three's a crowd. What, go, yes, sir. Turn on. Turn on. Turn on. Turn on. Matt. Yes. How are you? Matt. Good. Jaskal. Yes. Like Rascal. Like Rascal, like, but with a J. Like Rascal, but Amazing. different. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Matt. Why? <laughs> Why what? Why? Why? Why did you do this? Why did you choose oh, to do man. this? Why did you not quit? Why did you stay on? Why do you have no survival skills whatsoever? <laughs> Why? I think I have better survival skills than I, I give myself credit for, but in, in the world I live in here, the world well, that we I'll, live in... Well, I'll say this. You survived. I, yeah, so I'm, you're here in the I, studio. Yes, I didn't die, yes. And I'm giving you a lot of credit for <laughs> there, that. And there was moments, but I didn't die. You right. got better as the show 
Yeah, I on. learned. You yeah. learned. Yeah, I learned. Which I learned is scary. The, it's brave. Yeah, and I mean, stupid. It was stupid. There was a lot. <laughs> Look, I I didn't I didn't want to do the show. I I was at, I was approached and I laughed and said no. I said, hasn't this been done? Survivor, this that, blah blah blah. And they said, no, this is different. This is going to be a chance to tell your life story. And it sounds like you have an interesting one. And they didn't really know. Yeah. And they sit down with me on a Skype interview for for like th- almost three hours. And I tell my wow. life story. My life story, which is pretty complicated and uh, and pretty emotional. And they go, perfect. And I was like, oh, God. And there was one time, to answer your question question perfectly, she uh, the, the casting agent, who was also the executive producer of this woman, Laura Lester, she... She uh, she calls me on the phone one day and goes, hey, I need to know some of the survival skills you have or like any skill trade or whatever. You know, my dad has been a carpenter. My dad wanted me to have a better life. I, I devoted my entire life from the age of five years old to be a, a race car driver. I started motocross at the age of five before I had memory. Started racing go-karts at the age of 10. I, I chose a path that my parents laid for me. And my dad didn't want me around the wood business. I wish I would have. I wish I had more. So I mean, I go camping, and I I'm better than than some, but worse than others for sure. And I was not as good as Rich and Sawyer, plain and simple. And so, anyways, Laura calls me one day, and she was just there building everything. It's months before the show, and and she's like, "Hey, uh, what survival skills do you have?" And I kind of like had a meltdown. I was like, "Look, I don't. I don't even know I'm doing this. Like, I go get a pedicure sometimes. Like, if I'm feeling <laughs> myself, you know, like I'm a race car driver. I'm an athlete. Like, I don't have survival skills. I can't make fire. I can't." do this I, I hate fishing and i'm like i'm like having a meltdown and and she's just silent and i and as i'm done she goes perfect i was like oh my god <laughs> and she's like it's great it's great it's gonna be fine um a lot of it was i my parents rely on me i take care i help take care of my family you know my father had a heart attack a couple years ago and uh i took over the family business and and the uh, carpentering it, business that it, you it, uh, did not know about right that i didn't know anything about woodworking uh, hardwood flooring woodworking you know and and i was working at a racetrack as a racing instructor r- doing my own life taking care of myself you know and and my mom was having health issues and uh my dad has a heart attack i leave my career i leave my job at the snap of a finger and and so fast forward, you know, t- uh, two years down the road, and, and a network wants me on a TV show, and I'm like, man, my family, I can't just leave. I said, I can't even leave the office for like a week without, just, you know, stuff falling apart. I, I said, I, I pay the bills, I take care of everything. I can't just leave. And they said, well, you should think about it, you know, because this could change your life in more ways than one. And I went to my family, I went to my mother and my father, and I thought they would say no. And they said, we think you need to do this. And it was emotional. And I was like, wow. okay, uh, I guess I need to, I guess I'm going out in the jungle. <laughs> and I had told myself, and why there's tension with Rich and Sawyer, is when I found them right away, as you said, why would I say that? Why would I tell them that I don't have any survival skills? I'm honest to a fault. I just, I felt so bad. I had two Oreos left, okay? <laughs> two or no, no, no. I had two Oreos left before I went to go hike to find other people. Oh, yeah. And it was a freaking four mile I, w- yeah. I had timed the tie I got beaten down I mean that was real I try to go through the jungle and I get beat down and then I try to go around the point I almost drowned because I wasn't planning things out I was just like I need to try to find other people I'm not, I can't make fire I'll have some waterproof matches if I lose fire I'm dead I can't boil water I can't cook so I better figure stuff out I didn't necessarily I wasn't lonely at all there's a difference between being lonely and being alone I was just alone I was yeah. happy I was fine being alone I wanted I didn't want to find other people but I was like okay I'm not going to survive unless I find other people so I better go out and then I got stuck it rained for days stuff that you don't see on TV it was raining constantly and and finally I timed the tide and, and learned I was learning I was like okay 
I can't go around the point. I'm going to drown. I got to wait till it's low tide. I, I timed this stick that I had in the water, and I was like, okay. And I had a watch, this exact watch, actually. Wow. And I, oh, cool. then they let me, right before they kicked me out of a boat, the woman from ABC goes, Grant, look. And they saw my watch, and Grant grabs my watch and goes, it's okay. You can have it because there's no, like, GPS. Thank God it was a blessing and a curse because I could see the days and the time, mm-hmm. which sucked sometimes, but it also <laughs> helped a lot. Watching time slowly yeah. tick by. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would, oh, my God. I was like, hey, it's been six, it's been 15 minutes. It has not been six days. Yeah, because uh, that, makes, that makes me wonder what the, what's the day-to-day life kind of like on the island? Like, when you, yeah. when you were alone in that set, in that for the first, I think, four or five days? Eight days. I was alone. It, it said six, but it was a glitch. It was a, a miss. You know, probably okay, interesting. I was I found Rich and Sawyer on day eight. I was alone for eight days. So what's the day to day like in those eight days? Um, so it rained a lot in the first couple of days. Wow. So the first night, like the first night, was surreal, man. Like the jungle is loud. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of noises, and yeah, you don't see any of that. It, yeah, it's stuff that you guys don't see. You know, like mm-hmm. I was I was just sitting there on that dock, and it was it was just kind of like, what am I doing? You know, a friend, a military friend said, make it seventy two hours, and you'll be all right. I got to seventy two hours, and I was like, this is this is BS, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not doing okay. I'm still struggling out here. I'm sleeping on the wood. I started having problems. I, I asked for the medic on day five because my toes had gone numb. Like I couldn't feel my foot. Was it cold out there? It was cold at night. It, it would get windy and it was raining. And some nights I was laying there and it would just start like sideways rain. I was like, oh man. And there was nights where I'm looking at my watch, two, three, four, five in the morning, and I would just watch the sun come up. And I was just sitting there like this, just kind of shaking a little bit. Didn't really have clothing much or whatever. Well, you had the dirty clothes. I had, I had, I had, <laughs> angel, I had angels' clothes that he packed. But and then during the day, I would try to figure stuff out. I looked around. I would beachcomb because there was a lot of trash. There was yeah. so much trash out there. So you would find things and and like glasses and whatever. The coconut glass. You called me. You... Yeah. So no, <laughs> he was like bougie. Out. I'm like, no, I am bougie. <laughs> But that's not why I was doing it. So you couldn't get – it was – every resource was so valuable, and it was almost pathetic how valuable – you know, like every little drop, every little detail. And you couldn't drink a coconut properly without losing it. So I found a glass, and I was like, okay, if I, if I use a glass, I can get every bit of it, and I can drink half of it, save the other half through the other half of the day. So that, See, Matt I mean, is so yeah, resourceful, so smart. Was, <laughs> you know, I don't because Richard and Sawyer didn't have a glass, and they were fine. You know what, so They were eating a lot of rain. Water, you had a lot of things to do. This psychological trip, yeah, because we know, all see the physical trip, yeah, but it was very much psychological. Extreme. What did you learn about yourself? You know, I don't want to give too much away because, but I will say this: like, you know, that I I didn't give myself enough credit. You know, I mean, one of the things you see in episode four, which was emotional to see, was you know. And I start to, you know, I, I don't even remember where the interview was. It was just my voice. I think it was an interview at home, you know, that they voice over with mm-hmm. that scene, which was amazing what they did. Like, it was hard. They, they were so brilliant, man. They, they filmed my life for six weeks. They asked me questions that were really hard to answer. Before you were on the Be- island. Way before. Yeah. Months before the island. So there was things that you said about yourself, about your life. And then now you're changing. Now you're going through this crazy life experience, and now they're taking what you said about yourself and overlapping it with now, how do you feel about yourself now? And as you're breaking down, you're starting to starve, you're alone. I was more lonely when I found Rich and Sawyer. It was it huh. was hard, man. Like I am so lucky they had a hammock for me to sleep in, but there was nights that I just sat there and cried. Because and it was, you were secluded. From that. I was so I was so freaking I was so I was a tenant of the property, you know, and I was not and I was okay. I I I was I knew that. I knew they were 
that they connected, that they found each other. Like day two or three, they were sleeping next to each other. There's human yeah. contact. And Bug I was buddies. like, <laughs> they were. But you know what? But you needed that. And yeah. then there I was 50 yards out in the jungle by alone in a hammock. Every night, and I could hear them talking. I so could you hear were them sleeping right by them? You were a little bit away? I was about a good 20, I mean, like, I, I would say big, uh, further away than this room. So, yeah. like, here was my hammock, and they were, like, like right on the other side of that wall or a little further in a shelter, and I was alone. I was, And so, wow. I mean, and you're in the dark 12 hours a night. There's no camera people. There's no, and you're alone, and your head can be a very emotional it can be a dark place and you have nothing other than your thoughts you can't it's so dark you can't read you can't write and you're and you can hear two human beings growing you can hear them laughing you can hear them talking i knew they were talking about me at times yeah. and and here i am in a hammock alone and i yeah. and there was nights where i not cry like you think just just tears just yeah. because you're like and you had to find a why. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I going to stay here? Why, do, why am I going to keep going on? And I didn't know a lot of times. You know, a lot of times I didn't know. Well, you still so, had it in you. <laughs> so then are you... My fan. Are you close at all with Sawyer and Richard now? I talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get to talk to them, too. It's casual. <laughs> it's casual. No, it's... Uh, yeah, we talk. Again, I don't want to give away too much because right. a, a lot... We go through a lot out there that people don't... That I wish that I hope people understand. You know, people are, like, talking about, oh, it's boring, it's this. It was real. We were yeah. growing. Things were happening. And as you see now, episode five, things are going to start moving pretty fast. And things are going to start getting pretty well, crazy, you know? Perfect, because we Great. love to have predictions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get into predictions right now. I hear the predictions. Yeah, yeah. And, and sit here and laugh. Well, we're actually going to have you <laughs> give us predictions. Yeah, give us your predictions. Predictions. There he goes. CJ. Michelle outlast everybody. That's Predictions for next week. Uh, <laughs> next week's title is My True Rescue. What do you think? My True Rescue. Hmm. I don't know. I need to think about that for a second. What do you I'll think? jump in. Yeah. I think um, Eric's going to be rescued by Tim. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, rescued by Tim. Okay, not not off the island. No, no, no. <laughs> I, think, I think he's just going to finally find some people and stick with them. For sure. John, what about you? I think that next episode, Terry does not... Complain, which is <laughs> because she never There it does. is. Not, Grandstand Terry. And after speaking with Matt, I think Matt is going to leave Richard and Sawyer in a Ooh, way. Maybe. And find out and branch out on, on his own. Maybe. Hey. CJ. Okay, so yeah, I think I know what I have to say. Uh, I think Kenzie is going to rescue Robbie from his leg, from his coral leg. Oh, yeah. She's going to help yeah. him? Okay. Kenzie, All right. Kenzie's always on top. And none of us think that Chriselle's going to get off the island. No, I do. I predicted I that last do? week, and no, I was no, going to no. say it again. I said it last week that no, I thought no. she was going to be off Eventually this week. Eventually, you'll be right. It's lame. It's lame. Yeah, I'm predicting it again. I, next week is Chriselle's yeah, That injury doom. is not looking good. I honestly think Chriselle has a lot more fight than I gave her credit for when we first met her. So hey, I think she's going to be CJ. on there for a while. Character development, CJ. Nice. <laughs> Me, I'm like, yeah, you're de- oh. developing. There we go. And then Matt, not so much predictions, but maybe give us a little bit of a tease of something that we're going to see, but don't give away too much. Yeah. Give away a lot. Give away a lot. <laughs> as uh, much as possible. <laughs> There's a lot of very big movements that are going to uh, that are going to happen. It might not even be episode six, but they're. People don't just sit. Let me say that. People movement. don't just sit and try okay. to survive. Some people did. Some people did just try to sit and survive. But there's going to be a lot of movement and a lot of things that happen. And let's let me just say that I don't I don't know how many days we were out there. I can't tell you that. Ooh. But but knowing the days that they just showed you on episode five, it ain't even halfway there. So there's wow. a lot, does anyone there's get into a, a fist fight? Do we see any fist <laughs> fights? Uh, 
I can I'm, see you getting in a fight with Sawyer and Sawyer, Richard. Look, Sawyer and Richard may <laughs> or may not, they may or may not have tried to eat me uh, in episodes. No, but that's Look, there's some. It was raw again. It was raw. There was they. And to tell people who are seeing this, production never told you anything. The, 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 once I found Rich and Sawyer, like they didn't talk to me at all when I was alone. There yeah. was one guy usually. When I found Rich and Sawyer, we had like two camera guys and like one sound guy, and there was a little bit more communication. It was just about like, are you guys hunting? You guys gonna go over there? Okay, wait, wait, we're gonna follow you. That was it. There was just a little bit more like, and again, they were only there like six hours a day, um, but. There is a lot more uh, emotional breakdown to come, and obviously it is an emotional show. But I think there's there's still a lot more a lot more mental breakdown and more stories that you think it's like an onion. It really is. You yeah. might think, and the whole point of the show is to teach people a lesson. When you think you know something, you don't know anything at all. That's and, and, and that was something that I that was something I that is great. There. Every time I thought I knew. I didn't know anything at all. And, and as soon as you do that, you'll enjoy the show even more. Awesome. Well, that just makes me even more excited for the show. And I, we could talk to you forever about yeah. this experience, but unfortunately, this is all the time we've got for today. Bring me on again. I'm just in Vegas. I will drive here anytime for you guys. It's amazing to Love be having you guys. Thank Definitely. you so much. Well, before we go, I'm your host, Michael Patterson. You can find me on Twitter at MikePatNews. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-N-E-W-S. Teron, where can we find you? At I am Teron all across the board, and thank you so much for having you here on our show. Didn't like you so much on that show, but enjoyed you immensely here. Thank so you. find me and follow me at I am Teron on Social Atmosphere. Katie? Hey guys, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KatieWolski underscore. Gotta say, yeah, thanks, Matt, for being here, number one fan. Yes. <laughs> CJ? You can find me everywhere at ICJ Walker, even on YouTube. And yeah, thanks, Matt, for being here. And finally, Matt, where can we find you? What you working on? Uh, yeah, Instagram and Facebook, uh, Matt Jaskell. It's easy to find me, J-A-S-K-O-L, as you guys see probably on the show, Matt Jaskell, Instagram. And I do and I do talk a lot about the show. I do a lot of videos on Facebook and some video journals and stuff, so find me on there, YouTube, all, this, all the social medias. All the social medias. Me. Do you appreciate being home now? I do, uh, and more so than I can ever. It's so much more emotional than I can ever describe. And, and again, hopefully I get to come on and even share more as the show develops because the things that I learned about myself and other people, it changed my life in a way that I'll never never fully be able to explain. It's amazing. Well, awesome. Once again, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see all of you guys next week after Buzz TV competitions. Okay. 8 o'clock. Bye. Bye. Later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.